I just wanted to talk about thoughts, really. The thoughts and the truth. What stares you in the face when dealing with humanity. I attended... Um, normally I do lives for a living. And I talk to the public for a living. And I have a wonderful platform and project that is life-saving. Um, you can't get much bigger than suicide prevention which is what it's all about preserving life and so I've been doing um, awareness for years now um, and I network with quite a few people to promote what they also do for the community how they help uh, other people for the to um, achieve and be successful and business mentoring that that's that's what we like to do, business mentoring and development, because we, we realise that, you know, when people become ill or unwell due to mental health, they lose a little bit of hope and aspirations and don't know what to do with their time. This is why people are lost, lost souls. They don't know what to do with their time. For every avenue that people knock at, generally somebody will say, no, this is not the door for you. And so you'll find in life, you will knock through doors, go through doors, knocking on doors, getting rejection, getting abandonment, people saying you're not good enough, or they're just, it's not about you're not good enough, they're just not comfortable. I have to say that when you hear all of those police fans, wow. Yeah, that's police. I don't know if you hear that, and it's, it's a distraction for what I was about to say. See, even whatever's going on here, whether that's uh, a breakage of the law, um, an accident somebody will be affected by what goes on within the community sounds like a chase that one and so you know I, I like to reach people to uh, preserve life and to uh, give knowledge um, I've learnt so much in the past years dealing with people's health and when someone comes along, they all have different health issues and all have a different journey, very similar, and it's abuse. And so when you're dealing with all of the uh, community, you learn their disabilities, you learn about what does uh, prostate cancer, what is that about, you know, what does that in detail, you learn about it. Because you ask to be understood, you learn the procedures, you learn what um, the levels should be. Uh, so that's just one example. Then diabetes, what do you do in diabetes? How did you reverse it? How can you prevent it? You learn about diabetes. You also learn that some people, that you know, domestic violence, child abuse, homelessness, bailiff, I mean that was that was a horrible one. When I got a, a a client that came through with a bailiff issue, the bailiffs had been at my door. These people were um, the poor woman was so overwhelmed and couldn't cope. Had a complete meltdown just because a bailiff came out the door. But it wasn't just the bailiff because that's the thing that's one incident but 
this person was dealing with many, 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 many incidences, like having the children taken away and putting them in care, um, having to try and see the kids and not have them taken away from them, but because the disability prevented them from being that the mother that they needed to be um, physically. Mentally, the mother was there, but physically, the mother was unable to manage um, different chores and disabilities and uh, chores and um, simple, like even getting the kids' dinners. That was very difficult for the person with a disability, so it started to affect them. And they were dealing with house move, that was a change. And then they were dealing with losing their kids, people moaning and calling the welfare for their children, rightly so, because then it was told that the children were sleeping on the floor with no blankets, the house was a mess, rightly so, that the social services have to be involved to give the care to mother and children. Unfortunately, having children ripped away really does affect the mental health within the community with these individuals and some people just don't want to survive anymore and it's my remit to say you've still got an active duty to make sure that you are there for your children because you this is this is for now the children will come and look for you later and they will have answered questions that they want answering so depression can set in yeah but we can teach our children depression and we sh we don't even know we're doing that when i had my depression the first thing my um mother said to me was go to the doctors she didn't sort of say come on let's sit down and talk what's got what's the problem how can we change this what can you do better i remember the one distinct thing that she used to say is make sure you save some money because you never know you need it for a rainy day you need it for an escape plan to get out and that was because she understood what domestic violence was and she knew how far to push or not to push somebody that was she could see that was living in domestic violence. And I never looked at it like that, you know, until now. Parents want to tell you, they want to intervene, but if they've lived it themselves, they know just how far they will push you or don't push you into doing the right thing. Very true. So anyway, with all this knowledge, you're dealing with people, dealing with the homelessness, we're getting people back to their homes. I go on this interview. <laughs> I don't know why I did this interview. I had no idea. I just thought it was going to be a panel, somebody wanting us in to be a guest speaker on their panel as, as per usual. All I got was a text message. Um, would you be interested in joining our panel on a podcast? Well, I thought, well, I've already got a podcast, so I do Awareness for a Living, podcast, Facebook, media, I do all that social media um, awareness. So I thought, well, I can't help, let me go for this interview. While I got arrived to this interview, by this device that I don't know what MS meant, I think it's Microsoft, that's what I found out in the end. So yeah, what you don't know, you learn new things as you go. So what don't work out for you, you still learn a new tool. So I learned what Microsoft, this video link thing was. So how to use it or that I had to download it. So that was something in my old age that I had to learn new. So I'll take that. So I'll go on this interview and I'm surrounded by four beautiful, four beautiful women. Now, the message that I got, and I really want to check this out because the message that I got into these, uh, 
about the interview was very little information about what was going to be expected. For me anyway, that's how I felt. And um, so I turned up in the interview. It was like a job interview. It really was like a job interview. And uh, for beautiful women, and the questions they asked me, what value could I bring to them? I said myself, the knowledge that I have, I could bring to the table. Because, and then I started to go on to explain how I've helped the community already and what I do for a living, which is run that project, Suicide Prevention. And although it's a simple podcast that anyone can use, and, and that's how they were, that, that, they, that's the interview for you, um, it, they asked me questions. And I, I, I wanted to ask them. If I'm working with someone, I want to know what they know about disability. So when I asked them a question, do you know what EUPD is or BPD? They said no. So I broke it down and I said, well, it's emotionally unstable personality disorder or borderline personality disorder. Have you heard of these? And what does that mean? They didn't ask me or prompt me on any of those questions. Assume me they had little knowledge. And it is that knowledge that needed to be out there. Because what's amongst us in the community is hundreds of men and women, predominantly women, that are being labelled with that uh, disorder. And that's coming from child abuse. It's coming from domestic violence and very much trauma um definitely trauma and i wanted to let people know that that's just a label but what comes with it is child abuse trauma grooming domestic violence police interaction injustices not many justices but definitely injustices and definitely mental health instability self-harm drug, alcohol. I wanted to bring all of that to the table. That's what I had to offer. My knowledge in helping people overcome their addictions, their behaviour, what's going on within the household, their family's behaviours, that is wrecking people's lives, that is causing their children to self-harm as young as five, as young as six. And I am going to say as young as five and six, take their life to suicide but according to this panel I had um, I had received I was uh, quite put on the spot and I tried to say to them that I have a disability so as somebody that has a disability they need to take that consideration when it comes to love languages and communication and allow someone to gather their thoughts and, and collectively get through that process of an interview skill correctly. That didn't kind of, they were nice, but I knew I wasn't accepted and I felt I wasn't accepted, not just because of my knowledge, maybe I was intimidating, but because they looked at me as if I, and I always have this, when it comes to the colour of my skin, people look at me like I'm intimidating to them. It doesn't matter who is looking at me, I'm intimidating. And... That's something I had to get used to. Well, that's their issue, not mine. So when I received an email during my inter another interview that I was on last night, um, it was it was 
it was quite ooh this is it hi we had nine applicants apply for the position to be on the podcast as they was given the same information as yourself I, I had a text message that says do you want to be on a podcast this is the number um and that was pretty much it. It says, um, one applicant asked for clarity on a presentation, which is what I did. I asked for clarity on a presentation. How did I do? What did you find my in- intriguing in my conversation? What did you find of value within my conversation? Um, they said, they said um, I sent you an email regarding a presentation on a Tuesday, which provides you ample time if required for further clarity. You sent me a text message or an email. You did not talk to me vocally or even consider whether I could read or write, whether I had dys- 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 dyslexia or whether I had a problem with spelling or uh, communicating in that way, which actually I do. Now, I already stated that in my email that I do talk therapy, not text I do not do that text language. I do talk. A basic common conversation. How we used to back in the day before relationships got broken down and mental health started destroying and overtaking us. Because of communication breakdowns. Everybody decides to talk to people in a text message nowadays. They then went on to say one applicant asked for clarity on presentation which was given. I sent you an email regarding the presentation on Tuesday which you provided ample time if you required. You used an abbreviation when asked a question regarding disabilities or mental health conditions. When you said the full name, more than one person on the interviewing panel were aware of the condition. Really? Okay. Well, you didn't express that love language to me or give me empathy in anything that I was saying. You treated me as if I was just there to reel off for you to dictate whether or not I was good enough for your panel. Fair enough. I would like to thank you for the information you shared and for attending the interview yesterday. You was unsuccessful in obtaining a position on the podcast. We wish you best for for the future. I said thank you very much and I wish you all the very best on your journey. Now, before I received that, I had actually sent over a presentation. Maybe I was a little bit late or whatever, but it wasn't so much a presentation. I wanted to share the awareness one way or another when dealing with new people. I wanted them to let them know that there is a project out there, not a bloody podcast, a project out there that is helping people with disabilities and depression and criminal um criminal criminal uh around criminal activity where we can get you some help to make sure you've got the right care and the right uh representation to make sure you're not bleeped over you know by these uh by the system so um i i i was just like okay i'm going to send these people a little bit about what I do properly because I wasn't able to verbally do it um, without the nerves. So I said, hi, hi again, sorry. I was not fully prepared 
unlimited information given to me before the interview, but I wanted to give over my details and hope they help someone in the future. During the interview, I asked one question about disabilities and neither of you had the, neither of you had that answer or understood the seriousness of that disability, which is very common. And one in four people suffer with depression and every 40 seconds someone dies of suicide. BPD or EUPD as by also bipolar are also one of the difficult diagnoses to understand and I hope that awareness around mental health in the video presentation I provide in this email helps someone. Most people get their diagnosis as from trauma and it's not something you see. I wanted others to understand there is more to mental health than just a word and that the video sets out the differences but all sufferers with depression and they had tried to end their life or suffered with an addiction. I helped in these areas as well as the homelessness and domestic violence and childhood grooming, all of these areas that hinder recovery. Education around diagnosis is very important to live a, um, a healthy life. What we do to help and why we can help with awareness and networking. We want to build that self-esteem and equip you with the, uh, your own recovery, but most of all, you'll be able to help others once you start to rebuild. Our volunteers are fully trained in helping with recovery around mental health complications with adults and youth. If you would like to be added to the workshops, please send your request and I gave you a little bit of a link. We're also planning to run educational workshops for those suffering from mental ill health or may have been a victim of criminal behaviour for the relief and assistance of who was struggling, who is struggling with depression or any other mental illness that puts them at risk of depression or suicide by providing them with them and their families friends and peer groups, a support network with information, practical advice and skills suitable for both ages and illnesses, life could be better. Um, the pro project is designed to benefit people in the need from the local environment to deal with major health issues by seeking contributing and contributing to peer support. I've been running the project since 2019 and it came from my desire as a past sufferer of multiple health issues due to past traumatic events and wanting to help others to prevent neglect. The project that um, I currently run is addressing serious mental health issues and suicide prevention through social media support and peer support and I would now like to build on initial success in the community by running supportive educational workshops. I went on about my background, provided so much information and testimonials to my work and to be giving, uh, receiving a, a, a message to say that I was unsuccessful. I didn't take that as a negative. I took that as, thank you universe for clarifying it's not for me. It wasn't about their decision. Even though you, you turn up in a virtual reality, it's not really based on their decision. It's based on my thought process and what my aims were and where I wanted to get to. Did I find that warming in that panel? Was I comfortable? No. From the start, I was not comfortable. It was too in your face. And I don't do that. When I'm talking to human beings, I want to speak to a human. I don't want to speak to a dictatorship. I want to speak to a human to human. I want to know who you are. Why should we be working with you? 
What do you do for the community? What is your background? Who am I working for? That's what I am now. That's what I do. I look at life like that now. People think that they give you, it's the same as me. If anybody wants to come and know what I do, they're going to do the background about me. You can do that. I'm transparent. It's all over Facebook. It's all over social media. My name is out there. Good. I wanted to be out there for the work that I'm doing. And I've been doing that pretty much solo with the help of the community who uh, take an interest in my project and help raise that awareness. We even do uh, like live topics with uh, people that are suffering with like uh, prostate cancer and they will tell you in raw detail the process. And it's important that we teach people about these diagnoses and the disabilities. So when, if we are faced with any of it, we know what to do. And so I look at this as a wonderful opportunity that I took and I learned new things. And I learned that I value myself and I value my work and I am of very much value to the community and it shows do you know me solo I have 1,050 something members and that's how many that's what I'm running there <laughs> and I am projecting out a lot and I'm encouraging other people, men and women, to step up and tell their testimonials live, not in a podcast. Although the podcast is an option, but, you know, I think we've worn the mask long enough to um, stop hiding behind closed doors, stop being ashamed of our past. Yeah, I understand podcasts is okay if um, you want to hide your identity and change your name. I get that. I'm proud of my achievements, I'm proud of my past, anything that ever happened to me, I'm not ashamed of it. So, I was a child that was abused, yes, in more than one ways. Having to get through that was, well if you look back now, it's, wow that should be in a book, really, it really should be in a book, Um, which I started to write a book, I just need to finish it, stop using the word procrastinating but of course my mind psychologically has been saying you are writing a book you're leaving your history it's on youtube it's on facebook it's on twitter it's on instagram and it's live but yes do you want a paperback version of course of course i do and it can be done (laughs) it can be done so, um, for me, life is interesting. It is amazing. It isn't so bitter. It is bittersweet. But uh, when you step out of that dark cloud where you once was and you look at your achievements and you cannot allow one person or four or five or ten or any of them to tell you you are not good enough. It isn't that you're not good enough. It's just some people are looking for something different. And it's like when you meet people, it's no different than being in a relationship with the community. Is that Some people want different levels of relationship. Some people just want you to say, hi, how you doing? Some people really do want a coffee and a chat and tell you everything. And some people 
want help with their projects and the things that they're doing and then they do make business friends or colleagues at the uh, end of it and I think sometimes you can't mis mix business with pleasure but there are some times where when you are working with anyone you have to have a, a reasonable understanding of what their expectation is and then this is why we draft out contracts and uh guidelines so everybody knows where they stand in life unfortunately that's the disappointing part when people come down to paperwork tick boxes they don't get to know people on a, 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 a all their value so it's just as much as these people wanting to know about uh, what I can bring to the table they done no investigation on me or what I do for the community they turn their nose up at it and they're not a project they're just people that are just wanting to do something good for themselves and I wish them well in their telephone device and their podcast but there are more there's so much more awareness out there that we have to do so um I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing because it's a much bigger impact live and uh it's much is much bigger being with other people live as well hearing their testimonials and their stories and their journey is so much more rewarding seeing a visual body than a podcast so if you want to know about what i do uh, my name is kerry mussington i run the mom project suicide prevention also called the my well, the real name is mind over matter um, hashtag mom M-O-M okay so it's mind over matter and you can look on YouTube where you've got mind over matter suicide prevention sorry mind over matter project suicide prevention that is on the YouTube channel I will put the links here um, I also like uh, helping other people um, with their projects and their adventures and so I help other businesses bring uh, the customers to them as well and um, because I believe in what other businesses are doing and I actually highly support Champs and Giggles which is a black entertainment um, channel and it gives us history um, like no other and we there are things that we needed to know things we need to identify with we need to know the things and there's a lot of health healthy uh, debates in there that can help people's health and it's not just about talking it's about providing that support network providing the counsellors providing the paediatricians the nutritions the fitness the support the mental health support it's about being able to provide and telling people where they can go to get the actual help around the subjects that we discuss and so it's making sure that there is a solution at the end of our product we are the product that we have the solution within our product because we work as a team we talk to each other as a team if there is a client we'll talk so we can resolve that issue for the client because somebody like just for an for example I could have a lawyer friend. I might be able to prep on the mental health side and then I might have a lawyer, somebody who works in, in law and that would have to take their case to court. 
you know, etc. So you have to network with people that are doing the same sort of thing as you are. Because they're the ones that are offering that support also. You'll remember you are one man or one woman out there when you are running businesses and you do have to network for the desired outcome for a human. No human has one issue when they bring a problem to you under depression. They would say to you, I'm feeling depressed. You will then explore why and where that depression has come from. Once you explore where that uh, explore where that depression has come from, you will find out that in within their story, somebody will say, "Well, the house is breaking down. It's got water. It's got rats. It's unsuitable. The rats are biting my babies." Um, you know, this is just an example. I can't get out of the house. This, uh, I'm now in a wheelchair, and the, there's steps to my house, and I can't get out. And so, therefore person that is a worker is dealing with the mental health they may not be equipped to deal with the uh, housing or what to do or in environment Uh, so therefore we need to find somebody who's going to advocate or or um, on on housing and know what housing legislation is or what the environmental legislation is as well and unfortunately with mental health sometimes you just go and you see someone you offload for your counseling um, and that's that's people when they're doing counseling that is for you them to just listen to you they are just to listen to you well, when you get a holistic counsellor, somebody's therapy, they're there to listen and they can advise you or come up with solutions. What do you think? But they just ask you, what do you think? Ultimately, you have the, the uh, final decision. But this is the same with friends, isn't it? When you're talking to a friend about a problem, they'll talk to you and they'll say, well, what do you think about this? Have you thought about that? And it's you that's going to come up with the solutions. People just plant ideas, but it's you that takes a step to change. So I think for me, networking is beautiful, but you have to be wise who you're networking with because some people are in it for money. And seriously, it's, they don't care what they take from you. They're not interested. If you can sit there and say, oh, um, I'm suffering at the minute. They might speak to you one week but they'll go off and do whatever they've got to do. They won't maintain what they have to maintain with you long term. And this is why they only deal with clients for six weeks at a time. Six weeks, three months, whatever else at a time. So they don't get personal with you. So they can just get on with the next stage of their life. And I think that's where we, you know, being personal with people. I like to be personal with people because I think they're a human being. They're not a, a piece of paper not throw away objects I like to know who I'm talking to and if you if they're pouring out their life to you and they're personal then at the end of the day if you're going to give advice obviously that advice has come from your personal experiences doesn't it so you got personal with them too so it's a level of respect when sharing information amongst the humanity I um I love my challenges in life I have overcome rape child abuse domestic violence injustices discrimination fraud 
leaked data. Um, there is anything to have ripped somebody's identity. Um, I've had to try and overcome that and um, come into my own identity. Uh, so let that inner child grow without harm. So this is where we put barriers up and protection around us so we can grow to our full potential. So when we look at the consciousness, it is to be comfortable in our own skin and in the things that we do and be happy with it. And how when I, how I detail the, how I, let me, when we talk about higher consciousness or the consciousness when you know you're awake, okay? If I have to describe this as, if you're in a relationship, right? And you're a cheater. You are going to be looking over your shoulder, feeling all kinds of um, emotions, trying to cover your tracks and looking over your shoulder, vice versa. And you're really trying to not get caught, etc. But you, again, your conscience is not clear. And that's why you've got some people that are faithful, honest. They have a clear conscience. And it's so invigorating to have a clear conscience. So you know when you're awake, when you're doing the right thing by humanity and not lying to yourself. Wake up, people. <laughs>